got into a severe car accident where I was hit at highway speed, rear-ended, and um, my head hit the steering wheel. And uh, next thing I know, I'm in an ambulance going to the hospital and everything just stopped. Um, and that day, February 15th, 2017, um, it, it, it changed me. Um, that full year of recovery, OT, PT, neuropsychologist, neuro-ophthalmologist, um, trying to walk without getting sick. I was in bed for a month. The first month following, um, they kept me on uh, medication to quell my brain, no TV, no computer, um, nothing. Um, it changed me. And I was with the acupuncturist and I said, am I ever going to get better? Um, and she said, you know, this can be your reset. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of our autoimmune diagnoses, but ultimately how we thrive in spite of it. I'm your host, Edie Sahesian. I was diagnosed in 2015 with multiple sclerosis. I've learned a lot about MS in myself over the past few years, but the most important thing I realize is that I am going to live my best life. And that is what thriving means to me. But what thriving means to each person is different. And that's what we explore on this show. My core values are growth and humor. So my goal is to learn a bit and enjoy ourselves while we're building community. MS and other autoimmune diseases tend to be a bit of a bummer if we let them. So why not battle back by finding our joy? Do you work out? You know, take a walk, go to the gym maybe, sometimes ride a bike or go swimming. I do those things. But in my consistent... Do I do it till I sweat? Do I get my heart pumping? My guest today, (laughs) she sure does. Her name is Angie Gensler. Angie, I call her a workout queen, but she's so much more than that. She does everything in her life, not only to support her own well-being as a multiple sclerosis warrior, but she contributes so much to the people around her. Her heart is full of love. And when you meet her, you will hear it, you will see it, and you will feel it. I am so looking forward to introducing you to my guest today. Let's chat it up with Angie. Angie Gensler is our guest today. Um, She is a multiple sclerosis fitness specialist, but she is especially qualified to do the job because she herself was diagnosed with MS in 2004. So she has firsthand experience with what we are all tackling um, with this disease. So Angie um, has not always been, though, a fitness guru. Um, She has always, though, been one tough cookie, in my opinion. And I think her hashtag should be hashtag powerful woman and you will see why. Um, 
She definitely embodies uh, that that hashtag. So if you have not yet discovered Angie, you are in for a real treat. Let's chat it up. How are you doing today, Angie? Hi. Happy Saturday. Get to connect. Yay. I know. It's such a good day. Um, I wanted to get us started with this beautiful lady um, by her kind of, if you wouldn't mind, sharing with us um, a bit of your diagnosis story. Um, let's see. Back in 2004, um, I was a young mom to uh, young girls and daughters. And um, it was two days before Christmas when my diagnosis came. But um, the challenges that I was having that led up to that diagnosis was these crippling migraines um, that were causing orbs um, and then like a numbness that started to um take over my body. So I had gone in for MRIs and it came back with the lesions. So I received the phone call and, um, and that was when my, uh, journey began. So, uh, yeah, and it's been a long road since then. I know, um, ups and downs. And I know you said you didn't talk about your MS story for quite some time, Will you share with us why you made those decisions? Um, early on, uh, when I was diagnosed, you know, people really weren't talking about their, um, so you weren't talking about your struggles. You know, people with depression didn't talk about it. People with um, limitations um, and struggles, they didn't talk about it. There was like a kind of like a shroud of shame around it. And mm-hmm. being a young mom, I didn't want, um, and I was really involved in my kids' lives, PTA mom, uh, you know, hosting uh, playdates at my house. I was very fortunate to uh, be home to raise my children. And um, I wasn't, I didn't want people to look down at me or question my ability to be the caregiver, to be the fun time mom that I was. Um, so I kind of kept it under wraps. Um, I just... I was afraid of judgment. Totally understandable. And I know myself, um, as well as our viewers, listeners have experienced some of those things before. And so I'm sure as I can, they can all relate. Mm -hmm. So, um, Angie, some things have happened on your journey that have really sparked some I want to say new life um, into you um, in terms of changes. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So your father passed away um, not too long ago, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, And some other events. Um, Will you share with us um, how, look, I mean, look at you, your body is amazing. So I know there was a journey to get there. Um, So, and I, I found Angie um, for all our listeners, I found Angie on Instagram. And because when you go to her Instagram page, you get sucked in. I'm not talking like five minutes. You are like learning things. You're seeing things that I didn't know that I might be even capable of doing. And Angie, um, you, you can see it, you can hear it in her voice. So Angie, tell us, um, how that event kind of led to the next portion of your life. So early on when I was diagnosed, um, I chose to, um, approach my disease, um, 
in a more holistic manner. Uh, I was quietly kind of navigating uh, nutrition, tweaking nutrition, um, doing holistic practices like acupuncture and chiropractor. And um, I felt like I was doing fairly well. And I would have like a couple of weeks of great success and then have a little issue because I would, you know, maybe slip on my nutrition or not be so diligent with my life. Um, you know, had different episodes over the years. So it was in February of 20, February, 2017. So in November of 2016, my father had passed away from Alzheimer's and it was very challenging, uh, those final few months of his life. Um, you know, uh, it was, it was physically, emotionally, um, Mm. you know, really weighing on me. But at the same time, my oldest daughter was going to school. So first year college. So my whole life was managing this disease quietly and trying to be that ultimate mom. And through those times of, you know, numbness in my leg, but I'd still would, you know, still do everything I could with my children. I'd pour every ounce of my being there I would have these flare-ups um, and one specifically time when I was driving them out of state to a cheer competition, we're in this huge arena with thousands and thousands of people. And as I'm watching my daughter tumble across the, the stage, my eyesight started going black. And what? by the end of my second daughter competing, I couldn't see. And I was up in these stands among thousands of people and I couldn't see and I'm grabbing the moms next to me. And I, I was so afraid I was having like a stroke. It was very hot in there. It was very stressful. I'm getting goosies thinking a bit. And I grabbed this mom and I said, you have to get me down to a paramedic. There's something wrong with me. I can't see. I can't see. And then another mom went and grabbed my kids and I went to the paramedic and you know, they're, they're like, my heart was okay. It was racy because I was upset, but they, they were doing my eyes and they're like, yeah, there's something neurologically going on here because it wasn't responding and they're not capable. So another mom drove my car with the kids through the night, got me home. And I went to the local hospital where I stayed for six days, sodium medrol infusions for 10 days. And I didn't have eyesight in my left eye for all of Thanksgiving, Christmas. It wasn't until about April that it started to slowly come back. Um, but that, I, I kind of backtracked with that. But when my, um, I, I yes, recovered yes. from that and I realized that, um, you know, I was overextending myself to the point that I was, I was flaring and I, I wasn't, I don't want to say I, what, I, I wasn't as diligent as I am now, but that diligence happened. My father passed away. My daughter went away to college and I went, went into like this really bad depression. Like, what is my purpose? I didn't understand what my purpose was. My other daughter was driving now, driving to school, had her life and you know, I have my family business, but that purpose, that drive where you wake up every day and, you know, making the perfect food for your kids and all this was, was disappearing. And <clears throat> I was 
coming out of Costco and I was got into a severe car accident where I was hit at highway speed, rear-ended, and um, my head hit the steering wheel. And uh, next thing I know, I'm in an ambulance going to the hospital and everything just stopped. Um, and that day, February 15th, 2017, um, it it, it changed me. Um, that full year of recovery, OT, PT, neuropsychologist, neuro-ophthalmologist, um, trying to walk without getting sick. I was in bed for a month. The first month following, um, they kept me on uh, medication to quell my brain, no TV, no computer, um, nothing. Um, it changed me. And I was with the acupuncturist. And I said, am I ever going to get better? Um, and she said, you know, this can be your reset. And it wasn't until the doctors gave me Lexapro to kind of help me get through where that medication um, took the life out of me um, and, and put me in a really, really dark place that um, I'm just thankful my mom called me and came to my house that day because my husband and my children drove away for dinner and it could have been the end. So my mom came, I got off the medication, we spoke with the doctors and I realized that um, there was more to this accident, there was more to me. And um, I connected with uh, this incredible group called MS Fitness Challenge Gym on Facebook. I um, watched Matthew Embry's movie um, and was inspired by it. He had um, a man on his in his movie, David Lyons, and I researched this man and I connected to him and he put me on my journey and he believed in what my capabilities were. And that was over 2004 days ago that I have been committed to every day, rebuilding my health, learning everything I possibly can, being thankful for every day I'm given, waking up. If I can move, I do my best I can do. And, um, you know, I, I decided to go to school to learn more about fitness. Um, David encouraged me to get my MS fitness specialist uh, certification and now I don't think anyone should have to live with this disease by themselves. I don't believe that they should carry the weight of this lifelong diagnosis by themselves, that we can connect with people and learn from people and encourage us to really seek our best life, you know, because when we live haphazardly and we're just going about things, you're not really diving into what life is really about. And it wasn't until that accident and that struggle to get through it that made me realize that you, I don't want to waste a good day. But I also know on the tough days, I have the inner strength to get through. And that is what I just want to share with people, that you might be having the crappiest day, the most challenging dark day of your life, but there's someone that's a click away that can just say, hey, I know what you're going through, you know, um, 
And I've been blessed to connect with people all around the world, people that are newly diagnosed, people that are not even diagnosed, but are afraid they're being diagnosed, people that have had it for years like me, you know, my sister, you know, encouraging her. She's had multiple sclerosis six years longer than me. And we're now connecting because now we're personally talking about it, you know, on a deeper level and saying, we didn't get this for for us to wither up and just become a statistic. We got it because there's something in us that needs to be shared. And I think that's where I'm at in my life. And I feel blessed that I had that horrific thing happen to me because it really was reset my path. And here we are today having this conversation where if 10 years ago, I had such shame and such fear that I didn't want to talk about it. And um, it's, it's, it's like our strength now. And I always say that MS is my strength. And that's where I, I feel in my heart. So that's where we are. So all the listeners now know why we're talking to Angie, because she is just a walking, talking inspiration. And I got to be honest, it wasn't just the one event. Things were leading up to that and building. And a lot of um, people may have taken that car accident and said, this is it then. Some, uh, this is a sign. I just need to not do anything. I need to sit here and, and just be careful. And you did not do that. You rose above. I can't imagine how proud of you your family is. Um, and I hope that you're so proud of yourself because um, you've really taken steps to not only improve your life, but like I said, inspire others, including me. Um, I always say that MS saved my life, actually, because um, I was just in a spiral of not loving myself and putting all of my passion and drive into my work. And I had no balance. And now I've found what that looks like, but continuously growing and meeting people like you, Angie. Um, and like you said, building this community is just, um, it's empowering. So with that, um, I would like you to talk to us about there's a mirror in Angie's attic and Angie uses that mirror um, in a lot of different ways, mm -hmm. but really as a symbol of her strength. So Angie, can you talk to us about what you did in the attic and, and how that is um, really yeah. building you up? So um, my husband and I bought this house actually a, a year before my diagnosis. And, um, that's, that's our business. We, he remodels home, we build homes. Um, and we had this attic space that was going to be like an apartment for when our kids grow older and then they'd have a space in the house. Cause he just does not want them to leave, you know? So it's been, it was a place that we just shove things, um, stuff to sell at garage sales. Um, just, memoirs kind of tucked in the attic. So COVID hit and I was, I was just, um, two months into school, uh, for certified personal training. I, I could have done it online, but I, 
listen, with MS, I'm almost 50. I need hands-on. I'm a hands-on learner, you know, having a teacher, you know, showing me the body uh, and and going over everything and, and then us going in the gym and training one another. It was It was a great experience, but then COVID hit. But I still had all my materials from school. Okay. So I was looking around my house. I'm like, I have the attic. So kind of shoved everything off to the side, made a little pathway. We had some hand weights. I ordered some things from Marketplace on Facebook, you know, got some secondhand stuff. And then I had this old gilded mirror um, kind of tucked in the corner to sell. And I shoved it out and put it front and center. And I was, you know, every day I would go up into that attic and flip through my book and, okay, let me, let me work this muscle group. Let me, you know, so I was kind of self-teaching myself and I started to do the workouts and then I just kept with it, kept with it. And I grabbed some glass plus and I cleaned off the mirror. And the one day I, I came home from visiting family from upstate and I, I cleaned the mirror and I was like, wow, like, I'm finally becoming a reflection of my hard work. Like, here's this mirror that I wanted to throw away. It was like discarded, old, not in style anymore. And it just, I sat there and thought about it. And I'm like, shit. Oh, sorry. I'm that mirror. I'm that mirror. I'm like, I'm like becoming more and more proud of myself. So that mirror is like, it means everything to me. It is like, it, it's, it, it's so symbolic that when I do open my studio this coming fall, my own fitness studio, I'm dragging that thing and it might be modern and gorgeous. There's going to be that gilded mirror and every single person that walks in that door, they're going to take a picture of themselves in that mirror and they're going to see that every day you put in the work, you put in that dedication, you will uncover the gem that you are that gem that we all are in our hearts and that we feel like aren't worth anything because of this disease. You know, that, that, that sense of worth, you know, when you can't get out of bed, you feel like you're, you know, you're no, I don't know how to say it. Like, you know, those days that you were really struggling, you don't feel like you're worthy. And I don't, I want people to see that your worth is not increased or decreased by our abilities, but man, does it feel good that when you put that dedication in and you put the work in and you start seeing a reflection of that, there is nothing more powerful. So that mirror means everything to me. Because what you just um, described to me isn't just a transformation on the outside, but it emanates from the inside. hundred percent. So I know that you had yourself some inspiration to get to where you are. Do you want to talk about um, a little bit about your relationship with the gym that you're involved in and who's that connection for you? Yes. So, um, like I said, I had, I was able to get back on my computer, watch TV, text people. Um, I, still wasn't confident in my abilities. Um, 
you know, I've been on and off at the gym my whole life. I've done boxing, kickboxing, Pilates, yoga, HIIT programs, CrossFit. I've done all these things, but I would do them to the point I would injure myself and then I would do nothing. And then I would train wrong and I would have exasperations and I would do nothing. So I was taking supplements, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I was taking 60 supplements a day, cabinets full. And, you know, this promise of this, this promise of that, and I would take it and then I would get sick. And so anyway, when I finally was able to get back on the computer, um, Facebook, I connected to uh, MS Fitness Challenge Gym. And it was this group on Facebook by David Lyons, his charity is msfitness.org, msfitnesschallenge.org, I believe. Um, I scrolled and I was looking at all these people and their abilities and these women that were like becoming bodybuilders, that a person who was in a wheelchair that was now walking, um, wow. a woman who no longer used her walking aid and was like running around with her grandchildren. And I'm like, this, this guy must know what he's doing. I, I reached out to him and he called me and we spoke and he's like, just do my eight week challenge. It's, it's for free. I scrolled on the page. I, I did it. I, I, I started feeling more confident about myself and I went back to kickboxing and, but I wasn't doing what they were doing in class. I kind of was doing my modified version of it. Um, okay. I just was so inspired by the, these people that were overcoming their deficiencies caused by MS that I was like, there has to be, it, it's, it has to be the real deal, you know? And um, I just, they would have like um, a challenge, like um, sit up challenge or something. And I was watching these people in the group do these things. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to put up a post. And I'm like, hi, my name is Angela. I'm doing a post. And someone would like it and go, good for you, girl. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, look at all these people. And, you know, and then every day I would log on and it just became like this family of people that were chasing their greatest strength despite this disease. And it wasn't a group of, of sadness. It was this group of inspiration. And it just, it, it, it just became more and more important to me. And I progressed through, you know, just being a part of it. And um, I've made incredible friendships and, David is one of my mentors um, and uh, he's connected me to the best products on the market. Um, he's taught me the best way to train uh, with multiple sclerosis, no matter what level you're at, no matter what your disability is. Um, there are certain training methods that really help with the brain to muscle connection and the developing neuroplasticity, there's, there's true, um, there's truthness behind it. And it's, it's incredible. So through that, he said, you know, you, you'd be a great personal trainer. Why don't you go to school and, and do it? 
get your certification. And then I, I want you to get certified to be an MS fitness specialist. I know he's like, you, you have it in you. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and then I'm like, how can I doubt myself? There, Here's this person who has been in the business over 40 years. And he's saying to this mom, you know, you can do it. And I'm doing it. And every day I wake up and I want to learn more. And, you know, I, I want to challenge myself more. I want to, I want to reach out to people all around me and say, let's do this together, you know? And, um, I'm one of the coaches for the optimal body training program for MS. Um, I'm at the advanced section. So as people make it through the program, we end up training together. So it's, it's just, um, it's been such an incredible blessing. Um, there has been so much life in the past three years, even despite a pandemic. There was, there was such personal growth that so many people have had such challenges through the pandemic that I just want to say that's time we can't get back, but we can grab what's moving forward. And that's that's kind of where um, I have an excitement every day I wake up. It's I, I don't know if you know I'm delusional, but... There's no other way to, 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 to feel because I don't know. It's just, it's great energy. And let me tell you, I've been in bed for three days. I was, I had a very difficult couple of days, um, but I'm here now and, you know, we're spending time, we're talking about it and I'm, I'm fired up all over again. So it's good. Yeah, I know you were, I was worried that we weren't going to be able to yeah. film today because, um, you know, we had been talking, you had a couple down mm-hmm. days, which, so us people, right, because we see you and you're just incredible in the progress that you've made. I'm like, that lady doesn't have down days. And when, you know, you um, share your vulnerability with us and the fact that you needed to climb out of that those couple of down days, um, it gives us a little bit of hope, right? The rest of us that, you know, we too can have ups and downs. Absolutely. So because of meeting you, so I've been overweight most of my life um, since I was a little kid. And it's probably the biggest challenge that I've had in my life. Um, and it has, you know, mentally too, not just physically. And so, um, I'm taking steps to, um, better my health as well. And I am going to start this challenge thing. I, I will be doing it, um, probably starting in the month of July and I'm super excited. And so we'll have to keep in touch and everybody else share my progress with you too. Um, but Angie, because you're in this situation that you are and you've learned so much, I'd love for you to share um, maybe some tips or things with the audience so that, um, you know, we might have some more tools in our okay. toolbox. Um, my, my biggest suggestion for everyone is, is, um, is getting your nutrition under wraps and it's, and it's challenging. Every commercial that we see on TV, everything we drive by is this amazing yummy food and then a, a, a diet and all this yummy food and then take this pill. All this yummy food, here's an antidepressant. So it's like we are inundated with this on every level of our lives. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is a lifetime diagnosis. 
There is no cure. We know that. There are medications that help, but there is no cure. And, you know, when you get that diagnosis, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. It's, it's like this huge mountain. And you're like, how, how am I ever going to get over this mountain? But if we scale it back to 24-hour increments, okay, if we just look at, you know, life is this, because that's, that's how I live now. Because that day that I was hit by that man, I was running to my daughter's track meet. And then I was getting in a car and driving up to my daughter's first college track meet. And all of that didn't matter. It was done. And that's so, but if I'm living this 24 hours and I'm making choices, I wake up in the morning, the first choice of what I put in my body, is it going to hurt me or is it going to help me? Is this drink going to improve my function or is it going to deplete my function? And if we just make choices in those 24 hours, and then at the end of the day, we go, you know what? I made it through. All right, maybe I made a poor choice at 12 o'clock. I'm going to try again tomorrow. And if we just live in those increments and do our best within those 24 hours, you know, if we're in bed and we can't, you know, get out of bed, but if I'm laying there and I could do a couple of leg raises or, you know, it's, it's what we could do within 24 hours. Um, the other thing is, which is really important, and, and this is what has gotten me down for the past couple of days, is heat. I was in a position uh, or predicament where I could not cool off my body um, and my core temperature got way too hot. I didn't have time to drink cool water. I was in a very stressful kind of situation um, cooking for a large number of people and um, I couldn't stop to take care of myself. And when I was done after I think four hours is when I was hit like a brick wall. Um, so, and I, I almost could see it happening. So keep your core temperature cool when you're working out during the hot days of summer, um, in stressful situations, if try to keep your body cool, because when we elevate our core temperature is when tingling, numbness, um, different things start happening and um, people automatically get freaked out. I know I did the first couple of times it happened and I realized like cool shower, ice cold water, kind of take yourself down. <laughs> yeah. Um, so while you're doing that, I... I think that that's a huge piece for me. I have a lot of heat um, sensitivity. So I remember one time I had to go and watch a track meet actually um, for our school. And it was an all day event. I knew I was going to be there for like five hours. So I, I just said to myself, I need to take care of what I need. And I can't think about anybody else. So I brought a bucket and I brought ice and I put water in that bucket and I sat in that chair and stood up when I needed to, whatever. But, um, and I put my feet in the bucket and I was fine at the end of the day and I could function the next day. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't um, overexerted. Um, but I had to do that for me. It wasn't great carrying all the stuff, slugging it along where I needed to be. I'd never been there before. I didn't know any of the people I was working with. Um, but I, I need to take care of myself and my needs before I worry about what other people are thinking. 
So that is a really good, do you have any, um, like tips to stay cool yourself? Um, and what you do to bring down your temperature, you said showers, I think, was that what you were saying? Yeah. So when I go, when I work out or I go to the gym, I do get hot. I bring ice water. I have an ice towel. I could put around my neck. You wet it, you snap it. They sell them everywhere. Um, I don't have a particular brand that I like, but an ice towel. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, when I come home, I don't automatically get into a shower. For a half hour, I have um, a shake. I cool off. And then I take a cool shower because what was happening was I would go to the gym, I'd get a great workout, I'd come home, I would jump in the shower, but because my core was still elevated and then the warm water from the shower would hit my body, I'd have to lay in bed for two, three hours. And I'm like, gosh, what? why does this keep happening to me? Lo and behold, I didn't give myself time to cool down and then you know start with a cool shower and go up from there. So it's just... Um, being mindful, like you're saying, of your self-care um, when you're in certain situations. When I travel, I always have um, in my car extra snacks, um, supplements with me, water with me. Um, just uh, prep. Yeah. Extra. extra yeah, yeah. Prep. You don't want to live haphazardly. You have to pack for what is necessary to keep you even keeled and, and asking for help, being open about things. I realized that, um, I did a disservice to a lot of people in my life. The first good 10 years by not sharing my struggle. Cause I didn't allow them to be the parents that they could have been the husband that they could have been the sister that they could have been the friends that they could have been, you know, sitting here, putting on a brave face or not wanting to burden people I didn't allow them to be their best for me while I was trying to carry it all myself. So that adds weighted stress on know, you was- too, right? Because instead of, you know, focusing on you, you're worried about everybody else and how they feel about you and what your needs are, but you don't want that burden on them. So it's totally yeah. a mind shift, don't you think? It's like, I need to be in this mindset right now. And I personally haven't been. Um, I was that same person, just like you. I didn't want to burden anybody. I went and got my treatments and I drove myself home for three days. And then the last two days when I couldn't, I took an Uber. And I had people offering to pick me up. But I just didn't want to burden anybody. So, yeah. So tell us, Angie, what is your favorite exercise? Oh, goodness. Favorite exercise. Um, I, I love to work my core. I, and believe you me, if you asked me that five years ago, um, I probably would not have said that. Um, I do love push-ups because it was something I couldn't do. Uh, two years ago, I was doing push-ups on my counter in my kitchen. And now, uh, after doing a um, push-up fundraiser last year, I can say I'm pretty darn good at them now. <laughs> um, but I would say core. And I think core is probably the most important um, muscle uh, to me, I think, 
uh, is to have a strong core um, and your posterior chain muscles in your lower back as well. Um, because I've struggled with bowel issues uh, with MS uh, several months where um, it basically didn't work. <laughs> and I found that um, since I've improved my core and my lower back muscles, um, my posture is better, my balance is becoming better, my ability to get out of bed, to get up, to um, go to the bathroom, everything has improved. Uh, I don't have the post-baby leakage that us moms have to deal with, especially as we're moving into menopause. Um, I've had improvement um, in just just uh, the ability to get up. Um, and I think to me, having that strength um, has been vital for um, my improvement in my function. I've always had issues with my lower back. I don't have issues with my lower back. I'm able to hold a plank and uh, do do things. And there are, there are um, it takes time, but consistency and effort uh, it's a muscle you can work out every day. You could easily just get into a plank and hold a plank and just, you know, easily do some crunches, mild crunches, and you build from there. Um, that's that's what I feel is, is quite important. I think that um, I was going to ask you actually about it because I have a lot of back pain when I, if I start walking a far distance, it'll start to set in. If I'm standing up mm -hmm. cooking in the kitchen for a few hours after an hour or so, I'm like, oh, my back hurts. So I've heard that there's a connection between, you know, keeping your core tight and the ability to, mm -hmm. you know, not have your back hurt, actually, I don't, for lack of a better mm -hmm. terms. Um, but mm -hmm. it's very interesting that you, you mentioned that. So that's what I need to do. You're telling me work my core. Yeah. And make sure that when you are standing for long periods of time, especially in a kitchen, if you have tile, that you have supportive sneakers on. Because what happens is if you're standing flat footed on hard tile, that pressure is just going straight through, straight up to your back. So I have a pair of inside running sneakers that I wear inside my house. I wake up in the morning, I put them on. I'm in a robe. I don't put slippers on. I put on running sneakers because I have all hard surfaces in my house. And I didn't have that in my old house. And I kept saying, gosh, I have such ache in my lower back and it would just shoot up and my sciatica would bother me. And my chiropractor's like, wear. So I have a designated pair of sneakers that I wear in the house um, that um, help me. And, and it also is a, a mind thing for me. Cause if I put on slippers and I'm schlepping, I feel like I have a schleppy type of attitude. Yeah. But if I put on them fancy white running sneakers that are crisp, I feel like, all right, I got this. Even though I'm in a robe, <laughs> you know, it's like a mental thing, I love you it. know, it's like I'm always ready uh, to, to, and that literally has been recent um, because I always had my, my fuzzy schleppy uh, slippers and it was almost like, yeah, I, I don't have time for that. I got places to go. I got things to do. Even when I'm sick, they're on my feet because if I have to walk around, it's, um, it gives you that extra comfort on your back and your joints. 
Well, okay. I love that you just said. So I totally skeeve wearing shoes in the house. If people wear them and I start to get like that OCD feeling, oh my God, why'd you wear shoes? Oh, get out. So um, I am, you'll see on my social media, I am totally doing that um, because I think that, and it is all up here. If I, I love being barefoot. Right. But that mm-hmm. leads me to a place of almost too much comfort. And I need to stay active even when I'm at home. Um, so that is a really good tip. And I am going to use it. That is fabulous. I hope others do, too. And if you do, please let Angie and I know, because um, we could be like the sneaker crew or something. But that is super awesome tip. Thank you so much for that. So. Um, I wanted to ask you a few rapid fire questions if you're up to okay. the challenge. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, you've talked a bit about this already, but on a daily basis, Angie, what brings you joy? Oh, what brings me joy? I am, I am Snow White. I'm going to be so honest right now. I love animals. I have, um, two cats. I have a rescue dog. I have two uh, feral cats that have been living on my back deck for seven years now. I have a raccoon named Baby that I feed peanut butter sandwiches every night. I have four squirrels that I feed bar mix nuts every day. I have a bird feeder overflowing with the most beautiful cardinals, Um, a cute little opossum. I call her Opie and she comes up for her little snack at night. So I, um, I live, I have a beautiful back deck, but I live on 80 feet of woods. So all my little critters come out. Um, I've witnessed uh, a turtle just laid eggs near my pool. So I can't wait for those things to hatch. Um, a baby fox had a little um, uh, little house in our woods back there and had pups, but then they got mange and they haven't been in the neighborhood. Mm. I have a gorgeous egret that is living in um, the water right behind my house. So I am... I love catching sunrises. I love um, animals. Uh, I'm a nature freak. Um, I love the ocean. I am a huge uh, lover of salt air. I live right near the water. So uh, a lot of my Instagram is a reflection of the incredible sunrises. I'm so blessed to see. When I got my eyesight back, I promised myself I wouldn't miss. And I try my darndest every day to not miss a sunrise. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I love animals. <laughs> Everyone calls me Snow White. So yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that about you. And I can just picture you talking to the little animals and then, you know, bringing this smile to your face. Right. And um, I mean, you have it sounds like an intimate relationship with them. Right. They have the babies, circle of life. (laughs) All of that is pretty cool. Yeah. I love it. Um, Okay, You talked about your ways to build community. Um, So I'm going to skip that one. That was my next one. But man, you really have 
um, dove into that um, in a big way, Angie, and I appreciate um, the connection that we've built. So thank you for that. Okay, here we go. Here's the next one. Okay. What <laughs> What would you rather be on top of, <laughs> the Eiffel Tower or the Empire State Building? Well, I've never been to Europe, so I think the Eiffel Tower would be incredible. Um, I live... 40 minutes from Manhattan. So I drive by it every time I go to Jersey City to visit my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower. Wonderful. Wow. Well, when you take that trip to Europe, I hope we see all of that excitement. And I want to like a, a shout out from the Absolutely. Eiffel Tower because you know it's going to happen. That's Absolutely. so wonderful. Um, so tell the audience and myself, please, where can we find you on your social media and things? So my Instagram is Angie underscore MS strength. So Angie underscore underscore M S S T R E N G T H. Um, you know, that's, that's where my, that's my Instagram handle, um, on MS fitness challenge.org. I am listed as one of the trainers with heart. So um, we can connect. I'm in New York. Um, Like I said, I'm going to be opening my studio. Uh, Hopefully this coming fall, we start construction and it should be pretty quick uh, because my husband's in the business and I already have been accumulating my uh, equipment. So, um, and then also, uh, currently, I am a coach in the advanced section um, in the Optimal Body Training Program for MS. Um, it's a uh, online training program um, that David Lyons has created. Uh, there is incredible training methods that you go through that really help you regain your strength uh, to stay ahead of multiple sclerosis. That website is obpfitness.com. It's a monthly um, subscription. Uh, You could do the workouts right in your home. um, And it's, it's incredible. The community, the success rate, um, you know, it was a program developed by an MS person uh, who has also been in the fitness business for over 40 years. Um, and he has truly helped me unlock my greatest strength. And I'm just so honored and proud to join him as one of his coaches in his program. Um, and as people make their way through the program, they could join me at the advanced level and we get to train and um, the inspiration, the Facebook group that you become a part of. Uh, there's there's monthly challenges there. It's just uh, it's an amazing community of support. Uh, of encouragement. You see people uh, improve their function. So it's just, it's amazing. So I feel truly blessed to be a part of it. Um, they There is an Instagram, uh, it's OBP Fitness. And um, it's just, it's great. So that's, that's where I'm making my impact now in the MS community. Um, I look forward to opening my studio uh, where it's, It's geared towards women, um, women like ourselves uh, that may have um, 
put their self-care on the back burner as they raise kids, as they support husbands, as they support their spouses, um, as they kind of lose touch with, with themselves. I want them to walk in, look in that mirror and take back their self-care and put themselves on that list every day. And that's, that's, that's where I really feel like um, I can have my impact locally. And then from there, I do plan on um, creating my own MS support group uh, that is local uh, because I did uh, go to one 12 years ago and had a sad reality uh, that that changed me. And I feel like when people come together, they need to leave better, not not leave disheartened and, and saddened, but to leave with hope in their heart and tools to stay ahead of this disease. And that's, that's what I want to create. So right now we have this incredible community online that we can message each other. We can support one another. Um, and I think it's beautiful and, um, but I know there's more coming. So it's exciting. So many exciting things in your future, for sure. Um, It's funny because I get just as much out of sharing what's going on with me as I do about reading everyone else's successes, right? It fills my bucket. So Angie, I really want to thank you for being here today with us. Um, You told us about your story, which was just so inspirational, um, and some tips about making really short-term goals for that big win every day, um, and also some really good suggestions about um, how we can tackle heat. I hope that everybody in our listening audience has that symbol of hope and strength like Angie has in her mirror. I hope you can find that for yourself to help build your confidence, um, share your joy, and reflect on any progress that you've made. Um, Angie, again, thanks for being here with us today. And you'll have to um, come back after the studio is built for a follow-up about how everything's going. That's wonderful. I would be honored to. Thanks again. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. If you would like to join our growing community of thrivers, there are a lot of ways to do so. Find us on Instagram at Thriving Over Surviving podcast. Our Facebook group has the same name, Although I am a doctor, my expertise is in educational leadership and not in medicine. The information provided on this show is for community building purposes and not meant to provide medical advice. Should you have medical questions that you need answered, please consult your medical professional. We'll see you next time as we chat it up on another episode of Thriving Over Surviving Podcast.